blocking. Deep pattern. Downfield. Touchdown, Miami. What a throw. Devontae Parker. Holy smokes. What a drive. What is up, Dolph fans? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? It is Wednesday. I am your host, Travis Wingfield. And on today's show, we've got another busy one for you. We're breaking down a pair of linebacker acquisitions that became official on Monday and rolling three more exclusive interviews. We're going to talk to new Dolphins quarterback Jacoby Brissett, running back Malcolm Brown, and tight end Seathan Carter. All of that and more on this Wednesday, March the 24th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. We had two signings become official on Monday. And real quick before we get to those linebacker signings, what a weekend that was of March Madness basketball. I know we're covering this kind of late into the week, but I love the new format, pushing the schedule back to Friday through Monday. And I love this weekend's even more going from Saturday through Monday or Saturday through Tuesday with primetime schedule all the way intact. And I had a chance to watch the games over the opening weekend, which by the way, you just don't top that weekend in sports with games starting every 15 minutes and all the finishes and conclusions at the end. It is great, especially with all the upsets and overtimes we had. And what made it really fun was that, you know, being a family man, I had a chance to watch that with a buddy of mine as my wife and daughter were out of town with uh, my mother-in-law and sister-in-law, they went to a resort for the weekend and took the kids with them. So I had a chance to hang out by myself. And as great as that was, they got back on Sunday. And like, you almost feel like your purpose comes back when your kid comes back to the door. So like thinking about how I'm going to have this bachelor weekend, just sit around, do nothing, eat poor, you know, bad food for me, not work out. That was all fine and well, but I think I've hit a mark in my life where I'm just supposed to be here to be Caroline's dad. So that was kind of a cool moment for myself watching basketball, but also having that reunion on Sunday. And speaking of the weekend, again, a couple of linebackers here coming down to Miami in Duke Riley and Brennan Scarlett. And they play the same position on paper. These guys are pretty different. We'll go ahead and start here with the first announcement, which was Brennan Scarlett on Saturday. I believe Cam Wolf had that, or maybe it was Friday that had that report early on Friday. And this guy is a bull in a china shop, man. 260 pounds. I went back and watched. If you're looking for something to do between, you know, March Madness weekends, go back and watch the first four games of the Texans last year because you had Brennan Scarlett, Bernardrick McKinney, and Will Fuller all played basically 50-plus snaps in all four of those games each. So I went back and watched the Week 3 uh, Pittsburgh game Opening drive of that game, and McKinney and Scarlett team up for a stop on third and two to force a Steelers field goal. And I want to bring that play up because Scarlett on that play, and I've talked about this for years before this podcast on Locked On Dolphins, how much I love when guys physically seek out the contact and, and just go be aggressive and they approach the block as if they are the ones laying the block. And that's what Brennan Scarlett was on tape. He, he came around the edge of this outside run and they pulled a guard from the backside and he just whacks him man just stuck him right in the mouth got push and got knocked back on that hit and that forced the running back to bubble and then McKinney scrapes over the top and makes a tackle so you can see the physicality there with Scarlett's game and we talk about possible analogs for this defense and maybe what they were last year I think 
2020 is a good example of what you want the defense to be and then obviously improve upon that. But as far as, you know, finishing sixth and scoring, going into the final week of the season with the number one scoring defense, finishing with the top third down and takeaway defense, I wouldn't mind replicating that. If you do that again, I have to imagine you're a playoff team with the year two jump from the quarterback and, you know, the addressing the skill positions like Will Fuller this season and we'll see what happens in the draft. But I think if you do that again, you feel pretty good about it. So who is your analog for the departed Kyle Van Noy, it might be Brennan Scarlett. I mean, it's going to be a variety of guys. 811 snaps that Van Noy leaves in his wake here. And I saw the idea that maybe Bernardrick McKinney might kind of be a guy that scoops in and takes up all those snaps. Get that out of your head. Those are different players. McKinney will play a lot because he has always played a lot, but he is not going to be a guy that plays down around the edge and sets the edge and plays that run defense and rushes the passer from that position. He's a middle guy. He's an off-ball guy. He's a traffic cop, a true Mike linebacker. And he also does rush multiple spots as well. So he can do that. But think more Dante Hightower when you think Benardrick McKinney. And then also Andrew Van Ginkle can help fill in some of those reps. But the reason I talk about Van Noy, McKinney, Van Ginkle, and I think Brennan Scarlett helped fill out the role there from Van Noy in his absence. Because of that size, because of 260, the physicality with which he plays the game, his ability to set the edge, which again, you see on tape all the time. So he can handle playing off the edge. He can kind of have the lateral wiggle even at 260 to get some tackles off balance. But he's also big enough, again, at 260 to go down inside and bang with the guards and help execute multiple rush schemes, as we know this Dolphin staff loves to do. So a versatile option, a special teams guy, a complimentary linebacker towards the other signing today in Duke Riley because of his ability to play inside, set that strong edge, rush the quarterback, play the run, also play special teams multiple years in a row here with 100-plus reps on special teams. He had an injury-plagued 2020 season. But in 2019, Scarlett had career highs in games played and started 15 games played, 10 started. He played 540 snaps, had 51 total tackles, three and a half sacks, six QB hits, nine QB pressures, 19 run stops, and he forced two fumbles. So career highs all the way across the board there. And I think he comes in here and you have this expectation of plug and play the entire 53-man roster. One guy goes down. Somebody else steps up. We saw it all the time last season. For instance, Shaq Lawson gets hurt. Andrew Van Ginkle goes from a 15-snap game to a 50-snap game, and he gets you two sacks. Like, that's the type of plug-and-play, replace-and-fill expectation. And I look at Scarlett, I look at Riley, and we'll talk about him here in just one second. And I think that's what you have here at the second level. A very important level of this defense is guys that can do multiple roles, but also guys that specialize in specific roles so you can hot-swap guys out into the game for certain packages, certain roles. Third long, we need this. Let's go ahead and make sure we have that. So Brandon Scarlett, physical, big body, edge player, can rush the quarterback, play the run as well. Nice signing there for the Dolphins, getting some value out of the former Texan, Brennan Scarlett. Former Philadelphia Eagle and Atlanta Falcon, Duke Riley, also announced on Monday. He's played 57 games with 24 career starts and 159 tackles. And one of the most impressive things about me to Duke Riley is the fact that he was traded to the Eagles midseason in 2019 and wound up getting his captain patch that year. That's like, that's such an amazing feat to be able to go into a new locker room and get to that level of respect and admiration among your teammates to earn that role, to earn that distinction. And then he, of course, carried that over into 2020. And when you watch this guy play on special teams, you see his love for the game. You see his blonde hair flowing. His love, his the way he plays with his hair on fire is a perfect match for the way he has that blonde top. And he'll talk about that in his interview with me here 
on Drive Time on the Friday podcast. A really great interview there with Duke Riley. But you see him fly all over the field on special teams, and the athletic ability he has was evident from his combine workout, 4.58 40-yard dash. He had a RAS score, Relative Athletic Scorecard, which measures every measurement of off-field combine-type workouts of 8.6 out of 10. That's among the top 10 percentile, or 90th percentile, rather, of all linebackers in the combine history. And you see that athletic ability and speed and sideline-to-sideline range on display and another very quality sub package linebacker. One of my thoughts with with Duke Riley is if you're third and 12 and you got a quarterback like maybe it's Josh Allen, maybe it's Cam Newton, maybe it's Patrick Mahomes, whoever the fleet-footed quarterback might be back there, and you have to worry not just about covering 12 yards down the field, you have to have someone that can break down on the open field and get Josh Allen to the ground at eight yards to get your punt team onto the field. That's what Duke Riley reminds me of. He is so adept at staying square to his target, closing down on tight space or in open spaces rather, and forcing that tackle into a tight space and getting those quarterbacks on the ground. In addition to having the recognition of route concepts developed behind him and play coverage, but also play forward towards the possible quarterback run. So I love that fit here. And you stack him against the different usages of the linebackers in this group. Jerome Baker and Bernardrick McKinney, for instance, 547 career pass rushing snaps since 2018, Baker's rookie season. Riley came in in 2017, but since we're going off Baker's rookie year, he only has 56 pass rush reps in that time. So he's not going to blitz the quarterback very often, or at least he hasn't before. He could hear, I mean, Coach Flores and Boyer know what they're doing, but that's not what he's been in his past. As far as his stats, again, 623 coverage snaps of his 679 defensive snaps in the passing game. So very low pass rush uh, deployment, all coverage. He allowed a career lowest 8.6 yards per catch last season, playing 254 coverage snaps. He also set a personal best with 18 run stops. Those are tackles within two yards of the line to game. 53 snaps on the ball, 476 snaps off the ball, and 253 snaps in special teams. So again, going back to the analogs here, the roster replacement style of of approach. Kamu Grugier-Hill played a lot of blitzing, but also a lot of coverage last year and was a special teams captain. I think that coverage mold, special teams captain, to me, that's Duke Riley's analog. We'll find out as we go forward here. But between he and Sam Egwavon, you have a good mix there of guys that can come onto the field and sub package and also play on special teams. And look, the Dolphins defense last year called upon linebackers for nearly 3,000 snaps, 2,899. It's a position that can never have enough depth Never have enough versatile skill sets, and the added bonus of special teams prowess really helps you out. So Duke Riley has worn multiple hats in his previous stops and earned that honorable distinction of special teams captain in the same year he was acquired midseason through that trade from Atlanta. So those are your new linebackers here. We are caught up on the podcast as of now recording this thing. We'll get you some more breakdowns on anybody else signed later in the week. But for now, let's go ahead and get to the interview portion of this podcast. We're going to hear from Riley and Scarlett on next Monday's podcast. On Friday, we've got Will Fuller, Matt Skura, and Adam Butler. Today, Jacoby Brissett, Malcolm Brown, and Seathan Carter. Let's go ahead and start this thing off with new Dolphins quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. And joining me now on the Drive Time Podcast is new Dolphins quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby, how you doing, man? Doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to have you. We're happy to have you back in South Florida. Uh, what's it like to come back home and, and to, to bring your football career back full circle here? Uh, it's exciting, uh, you know, to be back be back home, uh, be in South Florida again, 
be able to wear shorts in, in March uh, and, and be able to enjoy the sun. So I'm excited. Yeah, I learned that firsthand myself coming up from the north down to, to Miami to take this job. I wanted to ask you, Jacoby, we've been asking all your new teammates here, the, the new free agent additions on the Drive Time podcast. You know, football is obviously such a big part of a professional football player's life from from the time you were a kid to, to now. What has football and kind of the experiences you've taken from football meant to you in your life? Uh, I mean, it's, it's provided me with more uh, opportunities and more experiences. Uh, uh, you know, I mean... Pretty much everything. It, it's helped me meet so many great people, uh, see so many great things, and, and and experience so many other things in my life that you know wouldn't have been possible without football. Yeah, and we we mentioned you're you're from South Florida, coming back home. I was going to ask you, you know, you've got some new teammates there, obviously, and and uh, joining some guys that have been here for a while. If you had to suggest like one South Florida experience to the guys, whether it's something to go do for fun or maybe a good restaurant, what would your number one South Florida recommendation be? Uh, I'm, I'm not too familiar with, with South, South, like Miami area. So I, I, I got to learn some of those things as well. I'm more uh, Riviera Beach. So I'm still got, I, I don't really have anything to offer yet. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, uh, you know, I, I was, I was going to ask you about the quarterback room and have you had a chance to, to meet Charlie Fry yet and the new quarterbacks coach here? Uh, yeah, we've met and, 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 and had a conversation and, and uh, have a lot of mutual friends that, that we, that we know uh, and, and, they spoke very highly of him, so you know, excited for the opportunity. When he when he talks to you about your your potential role here with the Dolphins and and what that might be, like, what is that? What do you think that is? And and how do you approach this position coming here and and being in the room with a young quarterback like Tua Tungavailoa? What do you think your role is there with Tua and on your own as well in the quarterback room? Uh, I, I, it's it's going to be the same that it's been with every other team. Uh, you know, to go out there compete, be a good teammate, uh, prepare uh, for for whatever the is called upon me, uh, and then go from there. So, you, you know, you've, you've come from a wide range of different teams and offensive coaches and philosophies, Jacoby, obviously with the Patriots, Colts, and now the Dolphins. How does, you know, that veteran experience and, and kind of being around the block and having that catalog of, of different concepts, how does that help you at this stage of your career? Um, you know, you, you, you get familiar with a lot of different things. You see how uh, different teams attack different defenses and and, uh, and how different coaches call games and things of that nature. Uh, but it all just piles up as more experience and at the position and in a position where experience helps and, and you get to learn more and more. And so I'm excited for this opportunity to be able to learn uh, learn some more. And so when it comes to the on-the-field stuff, if, if you were going to tell a Dolphins fan, this is the number one thing that I do best. What is what is your best trait as a quarterback, as a football player, that you'd put up against anybody? Uh, that I'm a great teammate. Fair, fair enough. Great answer. Can't complain with that. Uh, so another thing I wanted to ask you, Jacoby, was that uh, we I was told that you negotiate your own contracts and you did that this time around with the Dolphins. Um, what to you? What is the benefit of that? And what's that experience like for you know someone that in a, in a business where a lot of people have agents and someone else that takes care of that type of thing? Uh, well, I have an advisor, uh, Abram Elam, but. Uh, for the most part, it, it gets you the, the knowledge of, of being able to understand, uh, you know, what I mean, what you are doing and what what um, what's going on in the contracts and things of that nature. But it, it, it gains a different relationship with, you know, ownership and, and, and coaches that, so that you know that you're um, you have to take responsibility for that. So you, you mentioned that you were a great teammate on the previous question I asked you. And uh, going back and watching some of your your previous plays, Jacoby, 
Uh, one of the ones last year was the Steelers game that you guys scored a touchdown and you came in there and, and joined the, the dance party, as it were. Uh, I was wondering, are you familiar at all with Christian Wilkins and the way he celebrates touchdowns? I've seen him, uh, you know, on TV a couple of times running in and out. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, you're going to be able to join him out there? Like, if, if you guys are both on the sideline when we score a touchdown, are we going to see both Jacoby and Christian going out there together like a tag team? Got to make sure you got our helmets on, but we might we might can do that one or two times. <laughs> do you have any any uh, any dance routines you might be able to teach the guys or something new that you can you can show some flair in the end zone? Uh, not at all. I kind of just go with the flow where everybody comes up with the day before and then just jump in where I fit in. That's perfect. Great to hear. So I, I asked you earlier about uh, Charlie Fry. Uh, what is your experience of uh, being around Coach Flores? I know you were up there in New England with him for one season. Um, what do you know about Coach Flores and, and what type of coach he is? Um, you know, I've always known, uh, Flo is a, you know, is an honest person, uh, you know, um, you know, a great leader, um, uh, you know, a guy that, uh, players can come to and talk to, uh, but somebody that's going, going to be fair and, and, and do his job at a very high level. Uh, you know, I've always had respect for him and, and, you know, was, uh, extremely happy when he got his opportunity to be a head coach and definitely thought, you know, you saw that as when he was in New England, so. You know, definitely excited to be a part of his organization and his team and, and uh, look forward to it. How much does that play into your decision to sign here with the Dolphins, to, that familiarity with Coach? Uh, that I knew he was going to be honest in, in, uh, in a profession. That's all you can ask for. And, uh, you know, he exemplifies that. So, you know, I was excited for that opportunity. A good relationship there with Coach coming back home for your homecoming. You can't beat that stuff. Jacoby, I want to ask you one more question here before we get you out of here. And we've had some interesting answers from your new teammates already in the podcast. Uh, Robert Foster is into magic. Bernardrick uh, McKinney is a big gamer. Um, we talked about some extreme sports with some other guys. And I was curious if there was one one trait of Jacoby Brissett off the football field, one thing that fans have to know, a guilty pleasure, maybe an obscure hobby, what's the number one thing you would say? Uh, probably nothing as crazy as those. I don't, I'm not really a gamer. I watch TV and I take naps. So that's about it. <laughs> kind of, kind of boring. <laughs> what's What's a go-to show? Like what's your, if you're, if you're going to lie down and watch your number one show, what is it? Uh, probably the office. Oh, perfect. Great. Yeah. The, the, the transported over to the Peacock app. That was a bit of an adjustment, but we're, we're all good there now. Right. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> all right, very good. That's all I got for you, Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett, your new Dolphins quarterback. Appreciate your time today, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I appreciate it. And away he goes. Let's go ahead and spin this thing forward next to our second interview here. Dolphins' new tight end slash fullback slash special teamer. He does it all, Seathan Carter. And joining me now on the Drive Time podcast is new Dolphins tight end, Seathan Carter. Seathan, is it fair to call you a tight end? Um. Yep, tight end, special teams, fullback, whatever you want to call it. I was going to say, a Swiss Army knife sounds like the perfect description for you, but, uh, you know, coming down to South Florida, I see you're wearing the crew neck sweatshirt. I mean, you might have to change your wardrobe, man. Yeah, I'm already knowing. This is for four <laughs> purposes. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, well, the building gets a little bit chilly, so the, the AC, you got to kind of combat that. Then you go outside, and it's like going into an oven. So welcome to South Florida, my friend. <laughs> Uh, so I want to start off and ask you here, just, you know, obviously football is a big part of your life, being a professional football player growing up and, and doing it through high school and college. Just if you can for us, what has football meant to you in your life and what has it done for you in your life? Uh, it's meant a lot, you know. I always play it for two reasons. Play one because I love the game and 
two because I played for my mom. I see how hard my mom works. So it was my main two reasons. And the game has done a lot for me. It's changed my life a lot. Looking forward to this new journey down here in Miami. So you talk about football a little bit, doing some some background on you. I saw you were pretty good on the hardwood as well. Was there a moment when you decided, okay, no more basketball? And was that a tough decision for you? Yeah, when I stopped growing, it was a six. <laughs> stopped at six three. I was like, basketball done for me. <laughs> yeah. Football now. Because I mean, now if, if you're six ten, even you got to be hitting threes in today's NBA, right? Yes, new NBA. I put me back in twenty years ago. I might can play. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, I, I joked with you about, you know, a tight end or fullback and everything, but how would you describe your, your football job description? Like, what is it that you bring to a football team? Like you mentioned, tight end, fullback, H-back, special teams, so many different things you do. How would you define your job description? Yep, I'm, I always just see myself as, you know, a hard worker. Come in, you know, do my job. Might might not be the most vocal, but do my job by example and if, See you slacking off, I'll pull you to the side, let you know. But that's about it, you know. Hard nose, play the game the right way, play hard as I could. And Whatever so, happens, happens. And so you've met with Coach Flores. I have to imagine that's a, a shared trait you guys have, right? Was that something that kind of attracted you guys to each other as far as making this happen here in Miami? Yeah, you know, you said he was looking for a hard nose player, someone with grit, you know, come in, do the right things. So. And you know, excited to be here. You know, going back over your career, I I I got a number here: twenty six career special teams tackles. And I also read you didn't play a lot of special teams in college. Is that is that right? Yes, correct. Probably about a few kickoff returns here and there. That's about it in college. So can you tell me about what that experience was like when you got to the NFL? Because obviously undrafted, you, you know, you kind of know where you're going to make your your spot on the roster, right? Like you have to go through special teams. What was that adjustment like for you? That was a big adjustment, you know, coming in as an undrafted tight end in Cincinnati, not knowing whether you'll make the team or not. And special teams is the main reason why I made it, and I stuck around for a while, you know. Uh, special teams coach in Cincinnati showed me how to be a pro, taught me how to be a pro, and things he taught me has carried me, carried me my while, my whole career so far. Now, I remember last year, Seathan, when we played, the Bengals and Dolphins played in week 13 or so, and one of the things I focused on in my preview was that both clubs had really good special teams units, so you come from one good special teams group to another. I was curious, have you had a chance to meet with Coach Crossman? Do you know much about Coach Crossman? Yep, I met, met with him not too long ago. Um, familiar, familiar with how things work here, a lot, of the, a lot of the terminology I'm familiar with, so... Yeah, shouldn't be too the transition, too hard of a transition. The reason I ask is because I always give some of the guys that they come on the podcast a tough time because I, I hear I hear them get chewed out by coach on the field because you can hear coach from from the other side of campus here and I was just I was wondering if you got any any bit of that uh, personality out of him at all. <laughs> oh, no, he ain't screaming at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're in. We'll wait, till we, we'll wait till we get on the football field for that. Uh, uh, speaking of your coaches, um, George Godsey, tight ends coach here and now the offensive coordinator as well, and he runs that tight end room. Now, they've got what they call the muscle room. Is that something you've heard of? No, not yet. Okay, so, so that's what they call the, their tight end room about the muscle room. So I'm just curious, are you ready to be part of the muscle club? Hey, man, them boys embrace me in there. Hey, I'm part of it. <laughs> I'll be ready for it. I love it, man. I, love I have to put on a little more weight if I'm going to be in a muscle club. Yeah. 
I definitely have to walk by that room and just completely uh, keep my head down and get out of there. I don't, I don't belong there, but I, I believe you do, sir. Uh, one more one more question for you here, Seathan. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, what if away from the football field, if there was one thing that fans might not know that fans need to know, whether it's a, a guilty pleasure, like an obscure hobby, what's the number one thing about Seathan Carter we have to know? Uh, man, I'm a real family man, man. I love my family. I'll do anything for my family. Like I said, I watched my mom bust her tail her whole life, so I really do anything for them. That's a perfect answer. Can't beat that. We'll go ahead and right there. Seathan Carter, new Dolphins tight end. Appreciate your time today, man. Best of luck out there. Nice to meet you. Thank you. And there he goes, Dolphins tight end Seathan Carter. Let's finish out this podcast with one more interview in the backfield. Dolphins running back Malcolm Brown, formerly of the Rams. Here's my interview with new Dolphins running back Malcolm Brown. And joining me now on the Drive Time Podcast is new Dolphins running back Malcolm Brown. And Malcolm, I, I pointed out the picture behind your head, and I see you got the Texas shirt on. I know you're from Texas, or you went to college there. I don't know if you can see behind my shoulder here. I've got the legend, the goat from Texas, Ricky Williams, a painting behind myself. Is that something we can bond over? Is that your guy? Man, no doubt, man. Definitely one of my favorites growing up um, to this day, man. It's, it's crazy, you know, back, back home. Uh, my brother, my, my brother actually mentioned it, you know, it's kind of full circle, man. Ricky Williams jersey was like the very first jersey I ever had when I was a little kid, man. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to bring it, bring it out here with me, man. That, that makes me so happy to hear. I had both the aqua and white jersey, Ricky growing up. Thought I would show you this too. I've got this, uh, little action figure. That, that's my guy, man. I, I, from the time I was a kid, I've got like so many toys that I still have left over of Ricky Williams. So Texas running backs, man, good company there. Let's go ahead and talk about you a little bit. Um, you know, football has been, obviously been a big part of your life. You've been playing it for your, your whole life. I just wanted to get your take on, on what it means to you. Like, what has football brought to your life, and what has it meant to you to be able to, to play football this long and to be here in Miami? Oh, man, um, just the opportunity. I think the biggest thing for me is just relationships, man. I, I've been able to meet so many different people, so many great people, you know, throughout my life, man. And just having relationships with, with, with so many people, I think it's a uh, – Great thing you should do, you know, throughout life, man. You never know where you can land, where you can be, you know, especially, you know, in this football world, you know, just to, just to have somebody, you know, that's around, be comfortable around and just, just a connection, you know, anywhere, you know, just uh, throughout life in general, just having connections with people and, and being able to, you know, just, just, just enjoy someone's company, just enjoy, you know, just a friendship, man. I feel like that's the best thing. I feel like I have so many, so many friends, man. And, and I think football has brought that and brought that to me. You cannot top the camaraderie that sports brings. I've I've always thought that. Do you have any? Do you know anybody on the team right now? Do you have any friends that are currently on the Dolphins that you're gonna you know, look forward to getting back in touch with here? Oh man, I know. Um, let me see, Bobby McCain, man. I played played uh, in the East West Shrine game with him. And, you know, just throughout the years, you know, maybe see each other around or something like that. You know, just kind of what's up. So you get to connect with him, E man. You know, I met him through through one of my one of my friends. You know, they played Oklahoma State with him. Um, and Xavier, um, definitely, you know, he played at Baylor and stuff and Texas Baylor, you know, always playing. So I think uh, right now that, that's, all I, that's all I can think of right now, man. So it would be dope to see those guys and, uh, you know, just being, being on this team and, and with some great players like that. I, mean, I think it would be real cool to be able to connect with those guys again. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good little lineup there. Some some pretty good players and, and some good guys as well that can show you the South Florida area. Now, I asked you about your football life, but what are the Dolphins getting in in Malcolm Brown on the football field? What do you bring to the field that the Dolphins are getting in, in Malcolm Brown? Um, just really just a tough player, man. Tough player, discipline disciplined player. 
um, somebody that, that that enjoys, you know, just teamwork, man. Um, uh, a team first guy, you know, somebody that's going to, you know, just put his head down to work, you know, real hard-nosed runner. Um, somebody that that can do everything, you know, have a lot of experience at, at so many different, you know, phases of the game, you know, where it started my career, doing, doing more so special teams and then being able to, you know, transition into doing more, doing more running back and, and getting down, you know, pass protections and, and run schemes and everything like that, man. So just, just an all-around guy that, that can do everything, man. Now, you also mentioned a bit of an unsung part of the game at the running back position, you know, pass protection. And that's something that I, I imagine you take a lot of pride in. And I went and found a fun stat uh, about your pass protection career. And according to Pro Football Focus, you had 140 pass protection reps and you haven't allowed a sack. So how does that happen? And what is the mindset that creates like quality pass protection from a running back? Man, I think, uh, I think that's what it takes, man. It's just a mindset to really want to do it, um, to really know, you know, usually using your techniques and, and getting confidence, you know, through practice, you know, with your techniques and, and how to strike someone. Um, I, I think that's more so the battle is, is the want to. Um, and that's something that, I, you know, I, I feel confident in my abilities with and something that uh, I do take pride in, um, being able to do everything. Because, you know, a lot of, you know, Running back, you know, we're we're here because you know we can run the ball. You know, coming out of college, everybody's good at running the ball, but but to be able to add that pass protection um, in, into your game and, and doing well at it, um, and it'll, it'll it'll change your game. You know, it'll, it'll change you know your value. So you you mentioned you know running backs coming out of college, everyone can run the ball, but those those levels of the game that the nuance is what really kind of sets guys apart. And I read a good piece from Jordan Rodriguez on the Athletic that talked about how popular you were in the locker room down there, but also how great of a mentor you were to the young backs in Los Angeles. Why is that important to you to, to kind of help show younger guys the ropes and, and to, to do things like the, the patch protection that maybe isn't as glamorous, but so important. I mean, it's, it, it was always fun, man. It's just seeing young guys succeed, man. Um, just me being in, you know, going on seven years, you know, I, I've, I, I've done well for myself. I've, I'm confident in, in everything that I've done and everything that I will do. Um, but, but to be able to see a younger guy, you know, pursuing his dream and, and coming in and kind of kind of wide-eyed a little bit and be able to help those guys out and, man, and just kind of see the transition of them becoming a better player, man. That's just, you know, something that, you know, just just touches me, you know, personally. You know, I, I just like to see young guys succeed. Um, and it's it's always fun, man. It's always fun, like I said, just to see those guys just transitioning and go from some wide-eyed rookies to, you know, just to calm down a little bit and, and really playing to the best of their ability, man. Because when you're out there thinking you're kind of wide-eyed, I mean, you don't really play to the best of your ability, so... Just seeing those guys getting comfortable, man. I think that just me personally just just brings joy to my heart, man. It's it's real cool to see. Yeah, that's awesome. It's paying it forward, right? Because every every one of us was that wide-eyed rookie at one point in whatever walk of life we're in. So good stuff, man. I got one more question for you here, and this is not football related. I've been asking everybody that's been doing these, if there was one thing that you think the fans need to know about you that they maybe don't know about you away from the football field, that could be a guilty pleasure. Maybe it's an obscure hobby. We had uh, Justin Coleman told us he was into magic. That was a big surprise. Uh, What's the number one thing we need to know about Malcolm Brown? Oh, man. That's a tough question yeah. right now. <laughs> put you on the spot, man. Man, put me right on the spot. Uh, <laughs> let me see. I think I'm gonna go with uh, me myself. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm not fully, I'm not fully educated just yet, but, but, but I'm becoming, I'm becoming a good, you know, red wine glass drinker, oh. man. I'm a, I'm a wine guy, man. I'm definitely a wine guy. So maybe I'll, I'll 
I'll give that to the fans right now. I'm a, I'm a wine guy, man. There you sure. go. Uh, we, we talked about Marino earlier. Marino owns a winery out in my home state of Washington. So, hey, man, that's that's high company. You might be able to rub some elbows there with the with the goat sure. there and drink some wine. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love it. Very good. Malcolm Brown, new Dolphins running back. Appreciate your time today, Malcolm, and, and, uh, and best of luck this year and stay healthy and all that good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And away he goes. Three more interviews here in the books. You can tell all these guys are just football-loving dudes. They're good people to talk to. That's the best part about working for this team is that we bring in good people, and it makes the job easier here on the podcast and the like. Speaking of the podcast, that is going to be my time. Check back on Friday. Will Fuller, Matt Skura, and Adam Butler on the podcast. You don't want to miss that one. We're going to have more interviews next week. Continue to break down free agents. We'll talk some draft, get this roster built out for you guys, and continue to have this podcast rolling three days a week here in the offseason. As for today's time, that's going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead and leave us a rating. Leave us a new review. I haven't had many of those in quite some time. So if you're a new listener, old listener, please go ahead and take some time and do that for us. We really, really appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins. Check out all the written free agency pieces. We broke down every single player, fit, film, stats, roster impact, conclusion. You can find it in about 400 words or less on each player up on MiamiDolphins.com. Check that out. Until next time, fins up.